Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Father, we thank you for this day and for your love and mercy. And we thank you that this altar is open and for this young lady who came. Whatever's going on in her life, we pray, Father, that you would take care of it. That you would bless her. And we thank you for those who will come and pray around people as they gather in this altar. Lord, it's just, you're proving your love for us. And Lord, help us to love you back and to do your will. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 116. If you'll turn with us this morning, we want to bring a message entitled Giving and Receiving. Psalm 116, we're going to read the entire psalm. We're going to be using a lot of the verses, a lot of words, phrases in this chapter. And we'll try to let you out by one o'clock. Okay. (laughs) Now, we're praying that the Lord is going to touch our hearts this morning. He already has. And as we listen to these words, and as you read these words, pay attention to what the psalmist wrote under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and how it affects us in this day and age that we live in. Beginning in verse 1 of Psalm 116, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now and in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now and in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Father, for this portion of your word. Now speak to our hearts as only you can do. And help us to listen. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Are we fully aware of all the benefits that the Lord has given to us? I don't know whether we could truly say yes to that or not. Because God has so many benefits. He has so many things to offer us. But are we willing to reach out and take them, believe them, and let them affect our hearts, our lives, and everything that we do? This is a deep, personal, and sensible consideration in our lives. And the psalmist, I believe, understood that. As I look back at my childhood and teenage years, I can now see what sacrifices my parents made for all of us children. And there were only 12. Can you imagine trying to feed 12 today? What about three or two? <laughs> but daddy worked long and hard hours in the furniture factory. Mom would get up at 4 to 4.30 every morning, get dad off to work, and she would get us up so we could get the cows milked and fed, the chickens and the hogs taken care of. But you know, my parents were always aware of our needs. And I know your parents did the same. They were aware of what was going on in your hearts and in your lives, just as my parents was to us. The scriptures tell us that the Lord is aware of our needs also. We don't have to worry because God's got it covered. Amen? Why is the Lord so interested in us? You ever think about that? Why would God send his son to Calvary's cross and die for an old wretched sinner? That was all of us. Like the relationship with our parents, we are his children, those that know him personally as Savior. We are his children, and he is interested in what's going on in our hearts and lives. And I wrote the verse of a little song here, and you may not understand or completely get what it's saying here. But what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's the secret of a relationship between man and God is the shed blood of the Savior, Jesus Christ, that was shed there on Calvary's cross that's a relationship that I want to try to explain this morning from this chapter. But God's benefits toward us. And what are those benefits? Well, in verse 2, it gives us a hint. He said, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. When do you go to the Lord? Do you have that confidence that his ears are open? Do you have that confidence that you can say anything in the world to him and he understands and he knows what's going on? His ears are always open for his children to come and speak unto him. 
Now, let me ask you another personal question. Now, don't ask my wife about this now. Do you listen when someone speaks? Now, if you'll ask her, she'll say, well, I can speak, and he just sits there. I'd have to admit that's so. But do you listen when God speaks to you? Or are we so busy that we try to tune him out? Well, Lord, what was that you was trying to tell me? The Bible says, I think it's in the language that the Lord bends his head when we speak. He doesn't need to. But he also puts his hand behind his ear so he can hear. He doesn't need to. But that's how interested he is in us and what's going on in our lives. He inclines his ear toward us. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? What a privilege we have knowing that a powerful, loving God is interested in us that he's always listening. But what hinders that listening from God is our sin. And folks, that's why when we realize we sin, we need to go to the God who created us, who saved us, who loved us so much and say, God, I'm sorry I sinned. I want to listen to you. But we can't hear when there's sin in our hearts and lives. And if God is interested, why don't we talk to him more? I don't know how much you talk to him. And if you're like me, it's not enough. I'll admit that. But why don't we talk to him anymore? He knows what's going on. He loves us so much. But he wants to hear from us. And he's always listening. You remember the story in Luke of the prodigal son who was way down yonder in the hog pen? Who went out every day looking? The father. And can you imagine the father's heart when he went out that morning and way down the road he saw a figure. And he knew that walk. And man, they had a party because the lost son came home. Now, I don't know what happens in heaven when one who has been astray, comes back to the Father, comes back to the Savior, comes back and confesses sin. I don't know whether they're having a party or not, but I know God is happy in his heart when one of his children comes back home. Yes, he has an inclined ear, but he also, we see in verses 3 and 4, that we have deliverance from death. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got a hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. 
Then called I upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And isn't that exactly what God has promised to do when we call out to him, confessing our sins, that he will gather us up in his arms and bring us out of that place called hell into a wonderful place called heaven and a right relationship with him? Aren't you glad that Jesus is aware that when we call, he will answer? He delivers us from these things. Yes, I still remember that Friday night, and I hope you remember the night you got saved or the day that you got saved. We were delivered from sin and destruction and eternity in hell by the love of the Lord Jesus Christ delivering us unto the arms of our righteous Father and to be with him forever and forever. He has delivered our soul. We were dead in trespasses and sin, and we could do nothing about it except go to the Father and confess those sins. But he also said he has delivered our eyes from tears. Yes, we cry. We cry, but you know there's going to be one day that there will be no more tears. When we get to heaven, the Bible says he's going to wipe them all away. Down here, we're going to shed tears, and the Lord is aware of every teardrop that runs down our face. He knows the situation behind those teardrops. Some of them may be because we're so glad and happy that something has happened. Or some of them may be because somebody has found out something that we've done that, that we shouldn't have. And the Lord already knows about it. And those tears begin to roll. Oh, he keeps our feet from falling, keeps us from stumbling. If we will listen and mind the Lord and do what he wants us to do. He has that power to keep us from falling because he is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present. He knows exactly where we are, what we're doing, what we're about to say or to think about someone else or even ourselves. But aren't you glad that joy comes in the morning? Ooh. I tell you, that Friday night when I got saved on that Saturday morning, you talking about joy in my heart. You talking about praising the Lord because I'd had, I need not worry about hell anymore. I need not worry about dying anymore. That Thursday night, I had a terrible time. But on that Friday night, man, I rejoiced. Joy came to this old boy's heart. And man, I've been joyful ever since. And you can too. When you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we have victory in Jesus. Aren't you glad for that song? I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. Touched our hearts and saved us. And made us one of his children. It's no wonder we can sing. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm a going home one day. Because of the Lord's love. But we also see in verses 7 and 8 a bountiful treatment. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. 
For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Out of his own fullness and grace, he has supplied all of our needs. All of our needs. Sometimes we won't take our needs to the Lord. Sometimes we want to keep them to ourselves. Sometimes we just just so proud. We don't think God can do anything about where we are, the situation we're in. And I've told you many times I went up that road to Fruitland and had change in my pocket, but God took care of every mile of the way because we put our trust in the Lord God Almighty. And he dealt bountifully with us all through the years. Oh, he surrounds us with his grace. Now think about that. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. He has given that to us. Oh, mercy. Mercy. Everyone in here needs that mercy. And he is so willing to give it. And thank God he gave it on that Friday night to me. What about you? Have you experienced that? And protection? We have angels about us. We can't see them. But the Bible, I think, says that they're there protecting us. And I'm so thankful for that. Oh, he has an inclined ear. He has a watchful eye ready whenever we call and whenever trouble is about to happen his eye already sees it and he helps us but we also see that we have freedom from bondage verses 16 and 17 O lord truly i am thy servant i am thy servant and the son of thy handmaid thou hast loosed my bonds the bonds of sin that thus so easily beset us, that thus so easily get us in trouble, that thus so easily causes problems where you wouldn't think sin. He's freed us from that bondage of sin. Oh, isn't it wonderful to have an attitude of gratitude? Because of what the Lord has done for us. Oh, verse 17 says we ought to have a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Folks, every day we ought to have that sacrifice of thanksgiving. Thanking him for the very fact of salvation that he's given to us. That he loved us so much that he was not willing to let us just to walk right on into hell with the devil and all of those Folks that refuse to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. But we ought to have that attitude of gratitude that he brought us to that altar one night, one day, whenever it was, and saved our soul. An attitude of gratitude. Oh, as we look at that, do we have the servant's heart? that old prodigal son received 
Father, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your servants. And the father said, nonsense. Bring the best robe. Bring the best shoes. Put a ring on his finger. This my son was dead and gone. Now is alive. Let's rejoice. And they did. It makes you wonder what's going on in heaven when one of God's children comes back to him. When they've been living in sin, away from God, away from the church, away from helping other people. But when they get to that hog pen stage in their life and they realize that and they call out to the Lord, Father, I have sinned. I wonder what goes on in heaven. But I've seen some rejoicing going on in families here on earth when a prodigal son would come home and come back to the church and live for the Lord. There was rejoicing. Oh, yes, freedom from bondage. That's what God does. But what shall I give him in return? Well, look at verse 1. First four words, I love the Lord. Now, I want you to truly answer that. Do you love the Lord? Do you live your life as though you love the Lord? Do you live your life that as people watch, <coughs> excuse me, they know you love the Lord. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice. Now think about that. A holy and a righteous father hearing the voice of an old sinner. Especially me. That's why I love him. That's why I want to live for him. That's why I want to work for him. That's why I want to preach this gospel because he laid it on my heart many years ago. Son, I want you to preach. Lord, is it you or is it my dad that's wanting me to preach? But God showed me without any shadow of a doubt that it was him that was calling me to preach his gospel. And I love him for that because he has given us blessings that we would never have received. Why do I love him? Because he heard my voice. He hear, hears my prayers and my supplications just as well as he does yours. He hears it when we praise him and when we honor him. <coughs> I love him because he died and he lives for me. Now you think about that. Just as I have often. Why do I deserve such love? Well, I didn't. But God loved me so much and he loves you so much that he was willing to let them nail him to that cross, proving his love for us. And I hope 
in our lives here that we prove our love for him before other people. Verse 2 says, I will call upon him because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. You ever been in a situation in which you just absolutely did not know which way to turn? Who to go to? And it was bearing down on your heart and your mind. Lord, something's got to happen. I got to have an answer. Somebody's got to help me somehow or another. And then in a quiet moment, God just simply speaks to your heart. I'm right here. And I'm going to take care of everything that you're so worried about. And he does it. And that's why we need to call upon him as long as we live. How do we show gratitude to God? How do we do that? Well, for one thing, you're sitting in this auditorium today worshiping him. Out there on the work site, you're mentioning his name to people. You may know a family that's having problems. Maybe they need some food. Maybe they need some prayers. Maybe they need a visit. And you go out there to that family and you show them through your life that God cares. And when you call upon him, God answers. Oh, just think about where you've been, what you've been through. God was aware of every moment of it, every step. Yes, I will call upon him because I know that God will answer. But we also see, verse 9, I will walk with him. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that's where we are. We have the opportunity right now to be a witness for God Almighty right here in the land of the living. Sure, it's easy to be a witness in here. But it's a different story out there. But I will walk with him. And that is a walk of faith every day. And that walk of faith is why we live. To praise him. Is your walk as though that walk is before his eyes? It really is. He sees every step. You make every direction that you go in. Of course, our Sunday school lesson this morning, Abram took his eyes off God and look what happened. That's exactly what can happen to us if we take our eyes off God. 
If we do not trust God wholly and fully in our hearts and in our lives, Abraham found out. God told him to go to Canaan and stay there, but he took off down to Egypt and look at the problems and the trials he faced. When God calls you to go somewhere, stay there until he calls you or moves you somewhere else. Oh, what a blessing you will receive. Abraham found out that God was his constant companion when he went back to Bethel. And folks, when we realize that maybe we've done something we shouldn't, this altar's open and we can come back to Bethel. We can come back to that place where we met God and he saved us. His spirit came to live in our hearts and God can redirect us into that first calling that he placed upon our lives. Or oh, I will walk with him and it's a walk of faith. But I also will speak for him in verse 10. I believed, therefore have I spoken. Speak for him. It's hard to speak for him if you do not know him. If you're not where he wants you to be. Our testimony sort of gets put to the side when we're not where God wants us to be. Our words just aren't what they should be. Our work goes downhill. Our wisdom we seem to forget. But when we walk and when we speak what the Lord wants us to speak, oh, he provides. You remember in the New Testament where it says thou prepare, no, it's the Old Testament. Psalm 23, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That's exactly what God wants to do for each and every one of his children. Oh, he brings about healing. Many of us thank the Lord for that. especially spiritual healing and be especially thankful for that. But the last thing as we close, seventeen and eighteen, nineteen. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the old Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the presence of all of his people. You make a vow to the Lord, I beg you, keep it. God's not happy when you make a vow and you don't keep it. But if and when, when you, any of us 
Make the vow to the Lord. Keep that vow. And as we look around the world today, there's so many marriage vows that are broken for one reason or another. But those vows are sacred unto the Lord. And a vow that we make to the Lord is sacred unto him. I think the Bible says don't make one if you're not going to keep it. Don't be guilty of that. Oh, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will pay my vows, the vows of devotion, my vows of service, my vows of giving, my vows to honor the Lord. And I ask you this morning, have we kept those vows? Is the Lord first place in your heart and life? Church, you want to see this church really reach out and bless a whole lot more people? Well, the vows that you've made before the Lord, keep them right down to the letter. And God will bless those vows. Lord, I'll serve you if, take the if off of it. If you make that vow, forget about the if and serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. And then watch him do what he has promised to do and that is bless this congregation. And each individual that makes up the congregation of this church membership. God will bless. And we have that testimony in our lives that God has done exactly that. And we praise him for it. But folks, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him throughout all my life. Give him everything and watch what happens when he gives back in return. Father, thank you for your great love and mercy. Bless these your people. Help us all to pay our vows and to trust you. But if there's one here that's lost, Lord, would you touch their hearts and help them to know that you're a loving Savior, that you died for them, and that you would save them if they would call out to you. If there's one here that's like that prodigal son way down in a far country who has strayed away from you, Bring them home to a loving father, to a loving family, to your forgiveness. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name.
Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.